Dear gentle listener, before we go any further, a note on our content. Today's episode carries a trigger warning for suicide and self-harm. We do talk about these themes in the episode, and I am aware that this can be deeply upsetting. Please take care of yourself. If you need help, please don't hesitate. to reach out a warm welcome to dear minds i am quite literally your storyteller shrividya shivakumar dear mind aims to create and encourage conversations around mental health we do this through stories and shared experiences that teach us we are not alone We are after all our stories and our stories are us Dancing with the Shadows is written by Bobby Menon Bobby says that after a long hiatus with work where he has done various things he has arrived at a juncture where the experience has dissolved the knowledge has evaporated and he is just a soul in search of his purpose Fear evaporates when there's no expectation. And so he does the things that he feared to do 40 years ago. Cook, garden, write, travel, talk to complete strangers, strike up friendships. Bobby thrives in being here today. Dancing with the Shadows placed 3rd in the Right Away contest organized by Mind Stories. It's a first person account of its writer Bobby Menon's experience with drug addiction. He says in this image-driven world, everyone wants to come through with a squeaky clean image. No one bothers to understand the journey. I used to keep quiet about having had a brief affair with drugs. But then there's a point in your life when fear evaporates. You are no longer bound by the thoughts of what someone else will say. You've lived half your life because you thought someone cared about what you'd become. You never realize that the only person who should truly care about what you become is yourself. The first person account juxtaposes painful, sometimes violent happenings with almost cold objectivity. This journey is harrowing and one with a happy ending. It is hopeful, the veritable light at the end of the tunnel. Let's get to know the young Bobby better. Dancing with the Shadows by Bobby Menon When you hit 15 the walls of your home dissolve friends and peers occupy a higher leverage in your life than your own family what you cannot discuss with your family you find that you can discuss with your new extended group that happened to me my inhibitions too dissolved I could be myself without being judged as playful or serious or whatever else label. 
In parties where such like-minded people meet, there's also complete freedom to do what you like. Back then, it was smoking a cigarette. Some who'd already gotten to the stage now replaced the tobacco with something they called weed, which I, the barely initiated into such august company, came to know was nothing but ganja or marijuana. No, it's not marijuana, they taught me. It's marijuana. It wasn't long for someone like me to quickly graduate from mere cigarettes to more organic stuff. Ganja, I prefer the desi botanical nomenclature, and I took to it like long-lost friends bonding. Slowly, Ganja's influence on my mind was gaining cerebral space. I could think better with a chillum. Oh, I forgot to say, rolling a joint was now passé. I graduated to various sizes of chillums. Group smoking was with large chillums, and personal smoking was with small, compact chillums that hid comfortably and snugly into the palm of my hand. Only when I dragged deeply from that potent mixture of ganja and an ember coming together did that mother show her reality. I'm smoking the heck out of this fella, it almost said, when that envelope of smoke wreathed my countenance for a moment of invisibility. Mom noticed something wrong. Her little fella was on edge, often. He'd be nice and smiling and mellow when he smoked a cigarette. That's what she thought it was. Otherwise, sullen and non-responsive. Then the group wanted to climb higher. That's when I first met the sucker called Speed. Amphetamine. Dexedrine tablets by the bottle. 25 tiny yellow ones down the hatch in one go before you know it. Whoosh. Six feet tall and a care-of-fuck attitude that the real 5-5 me didn't ever have. The Dexies took me further away from reality, home, and all that was ever the sanest things I had. I reached four bottles a day. Now that's not good. So you space that with a few chillums, and when you want to climb down, you just pop in a couple of downers. A downer is a metaquilon. That's a sedative, hypnotic drug with pharmacological effects similar to barbiturates. Now, to counter four bottles of speed, you need about six pills. There's nine to a strip and you pop in six straight. You know what happens? Your head implodes. I used to ride a sports bicycle those days and high on this cocktail one day, I smashed headlong into the side of a bullock cart. I literally pulled my face out of the side of that wooden and steel wheel and there was blood everywhere. That steel pin which holds the wheel to the cart was lodged in my face. The healing from that accident seemed to take ages. I got into a dreadful withdrawal mode. The promise of death by suicide seemed a better option than facing this humongous task of going dry and clean. 
the mind can play deadly games. One day it tells you that you can do it. Then on another dark day, it tells you that you can't climb this uphill journey. Just climb out of the window. End it. Family plays an important part in rehab. For me, mom played a crucial role. She used an important balm in soothing my manic mind. It's called love. She never did the, oh, where did you go wrong? Didn't we give you everything you needed melodrama that most of my cohorts in this drug-induced journey were subject to? Instead, she showed me how to delve within, discover myself. Time heals, and so did she, me. That dependency faded. More of that within came to the fore. And finally, the seesaw highs and lows that I frequently touched dissipated into a distant memory. The darkness receded. Today, when I see the world of failing youngsters especially, I wonder if they are getting the treatment that they truly deserve. Love and understanding without the bias and prejudice or blame game. Finally, I believe in that line from Hotel California by the quintessential eagles. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. I translate that line thus. You come into this world and you'll never be sure what you are dealt with. So while you are here, deal with it. Seek help or room service, as the song goes. And check out the mess and start living because while you are here on earth, the shit is always happening and you can't escape it. You can never leave. It's finally about how you choose to live. Let's start with movies. Movies like Flight, A Star is Born, Train Spotting, also a famous novel. Beautiful Boy, The Wolf of Wall Street, 28 Days. Every movie I've talked about has its own way of depicting addiction and substance abuse. So is the case with books and with music and with so many other creative ideas that you can think of. We are surrounded by addiction. When you start looking at it, the numbers are staggering. An article on NDTV from December 2022 states that 1.58 crore children in the 10 to 17 age group are addicted to drugs. In his narrative, Bobby speaks about his 15-year-old self. Alcohol is the most commonly used psychoactive substance, followed by cannabis and opioids. In fact, a Feb 2023 article by Psychology India magazine states that India is one of the world's single largest opiate markets. Bobby's hard-hitting and completely personal narrative reminds me of friends who have quit smoking or drinking. What it must take, the strength of the human will and the perseverance. I see that in Bobby's story. How does one deal with addiction? Search online and you'll see 5, 7, 8, 12 steps to recovery. There are stages and keys. But I'm not an expert. 
So I'm sharing some of the most common advice that I saw. 1. Set a date and make it meaningful. Perhaps your pet's birthday, the day you gave a speech in public, an anniversary. It gives your mind something to focus on and work towards when it comes to quitting some addiction. 2. Admit to yourself and close friends that you're struggling. Ask for help. Seek help. Bobby Menon says, When you finally face the shadows, there's nothing fearful there. The fact that you're willing to face the shadows is the first step to becoming fearless. No bother about being judged. No worries about what anyone thinks. Just an expression of statement. Yeah, I walked that path. Sure, there's a few scars. Time has almost faded them into nothingness. Beautiful, isn't it? 3. See if you can maintain a daily log or diary to mark your good days and bad ones. It will help you see the work you've already done and zero in on what next. Along the way, it is important to celebrate small victories. Do keep an eye out for triggers as well. Through it all, remain committed to your progress and recovery. Like I said, I am not an expert and these things are definitely easier to say than do. But there is help at hand, dear listener. There are addiction centres, counselling, certified mental health practitioners and anonymous groups. I do hope that if there is a need, that you find your way to someone who can help you. I want to emphasise on what Bobby said. You never realise that the only person who should truly care about what you become is yourself. Bobby says that he just shrugs at the follies of a young boy as he desperately tried to become a man. In his note to me, Bobby Menon said that this story was waiting to be told for 45 years. It would not be an exaggeration to say that I feel privileged having been entrusted with his story. I am grateful that he shared it with us. Dancing with the Shadows by Bobby Menon hit me very hard. I have seldom read a first-person account of such a personal nature. The need to belong to a cohort, how casually an addiction may start, self-destructive behaviour and the road to recovery. All of it is written about with compassion and dispassion. I hope you felt moved and comforted by the power of stories. Stories are not only entertaining, but they can also help us cope with our emotions, connect with others and heal ourselves. If you want to read more by Bobby Menon, please follow him on LinkedIn. Also, if you liked this episode, and I hope you did, leave us a rating and a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and all your other favourite podcast platforms. It really helps us grow our audience and reach more people like you. Two weeks from now, we'll be listening to the poem To Want to Love by Shreya Ramachandran. It's a soulful and many-layered telling of that peculiar conflict 
we are sometimes faced with wanting to love and being alone this is shrividya shivkumar signing off take care and bye for now